For this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, me and my co-host Richard Stamen, we recorded live after the NBA Combine. Now, I will let you know that there is some music playing in the background because right during our recording, Rock Nation had their pro day and there's some, some music playing in the background. It's not too bad, but you'll be able to hear that we are live at the, the Trust Arena recording. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. That's last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, here is the episode with me and Richard Stamen live in Chicago. Alright, so this is day one of the 2023 NBA Combine. Tell me about your first Combine experience. It was uh, just about everything I thought it would be. You know, you got the drills going nonstop. There's a lot of courts going uh, with different actions, a lot of different players. It's continuously going for about six hours today. It started at 12. It's still going, and it's past 6 p.m. here. Uh, the real official combine ended, I guess, a little bit ago, but, you know, they got some practices for pro days, things like that behind us. It's a nonstop event, and it's really everywhere you go, there's, you're seeing either a player that you've seen, you know, watch a bunch of film on, or, you know, you're seeing, we've seen GMs here, things like that. There's, there's a lot of power here. Yeah, last year was my first year, and on one hand, it's kind of boring because you can end up being in the gym all day long. Like, I got in town, and we are six hours in, and after a while, you know, you're starting to just see guys playing over and over, but who stood out to you? Like, who was the guy that caught your attention? There were a lot of uh, options here. I personally, if I had to choose just one right away, Jordan Miller from Miami really popped. I think his shooting was pretty solid today. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he threw down a poster dunk on somebody. Um, there were there were just a lot of flashes from him where that jumper is what everyone wants to see. He was a low volume shooter at Miami. Could he become a high volume, uh, not necessarily high volume, but a consistently good shooter when asked to shoot? And in the combine drill, I mean, he looked really impressive. I liked him a lot. As far as like the athletic testing, who stood out to you athletically? Uh, Julian Phillips with the the top vertical of the day, 43 inches. Um, really just strong athlete. Every, like, everything checks out. I think that's a big reason why, you know, we talked about his defense as a big selling point. That athleticism, it's one of the best in the class, and his defensive instincts are strong. That combination's really good. For me, it was Terrence Shannon Jr. At one point, he was in first place, and I want to say the pro lane drill, yep. and I forgot the other drill. He was in first place until Grant Nelson came. And Grant Nelson had like a 9.9, I want to say it's the pro lane drill. The second after that was like 10.32. And I was posting all throughout the day on Twitter, and people were saying, well, what about this person? There's so many guys that come in waves and groups. So whoever is first at 2 o'clock may not be in the top five at 4 o'clock. And Julian Phillips was like first all, all day. day. All day, 43-inch vert. I think Cam Whitmore was second with with the 40. For a bit. And then who who passed him? Mojave King got up to 42. Mojave King got 42. 
and he had a nice poster dunk. I don't know if you saw that, but he had a nice yeah. poster dunk in the in a three on three. Sorry about the music. There is. It looks like there's a pro day or something going on behind us. But this is why you are tuned in to NBA Big Boy because we are live here at the Wind Trust Center in Chicago. Day one. Tomorrow's a, a huge day. We'll, we'll get to that later. Who else caught your attention today? So kind of backpacking on that, you know, early in the day kind of guy who it's easy to stand out early. Jordan Walsh actually really impressed me. He had the number one, was it the moving? Uh, I think it was the mid-range or the star. It was one of it's, those it's two. It's mid, side, mid. So we, yes. it's a shooting drill where you go from the, like, basically the slot to the middle to the slot, and you're going back and forth. <laughs> and he was the number one. Yeah, all day. He was the first to do it, and nobody did better than him. Like, he set the bar, nobody met it. So he was really impressive. And, I mean, you know, you see on film the length pops. I mean, even more so in person, too. I mean, I think you were saying seven-plus foot wingspan is, is very likely for him tomorrow. Yeah, seven-three wingspan. Athletically, as far as just not necessarily like the drills, but the way they were moving, was there anybody that caught your attention athletically? I liked Terrence Shannon, you said earlier, so it's kind of feeding off of that, but the quickness just really popped. He was somebody I think that it, it, it was apparent the athleticism is a plus, and it's not just like he's good, he really does stand out. And it was functional too, right? Yeah. It wasn't just the measurements look good, it's again, he used it, he has quick first step, he separates, things like that. Yeah, I thought Grant Nelson looked really good to me as far as just like his functional athleticism, how well he moves. It's easy. The, the, the shot is a work in progress. Um, he has a ways to go with the shot, but just the way he moved, I was really, really impressed with that. Let's talk about some of the shooting numbers. Amari Moore. We, we talked. That's the name, right? Amari Moore. Okay, just making, just making sure. There's like 80 names. Just like yeah, 80 names. He was someone we talked about it before. He wasn't really talked about at all coming into the draft. Gets invited and he shot the lights out. What were your thoughts on him? Yeah, it's it's interesting because like what we had talked about was how many times did you see a, a tweet about Amari Moore during the season at San Jose State? Almost never. I, he was somebody who I liked. I always kept on my board because I was, at first I was like, well, this is a guy who'll play in the summer league at one point and never really thought too much more, but he's looked really good. I think he had one drill where it wasn't the strongest, but everything else you can probably say it was a one-off is a little bit of a fluke. I think overall he still did look good. And he was in that early group where, um, same thing with Jordan Walsh, like they were the two standout guys, I think, in that early group. And then also Zeplundi, but with Amari Moore, yeah. I mean, just a lot stood out with him, I think, just physically shooting the ball, just very functional skills for his size. What were your thoughts on Imani Bates? Uh, to, to put it, one way I'd put it is he was very shot heavy. Uh, he was- He was Imani Bates. He was Imani Bates. He, he kept true to himself, which I respect. Uh, you know, you heard some, the one thing I, I would say is how to word this is, you heard a lot of the coaches going pass, and he just pulled it. So he, uh, he, he was very quick to shoot. He had some impressive makes. I mean, he took a fadeaway falling out of bounds from the corner, and it went in. And I think it boosted his confidence a little bit too much, where he started doing it more and more, like more tougher shots. like. And eventually he didn't make many. So the, the very next play was like he caught it and he ISOed, sized this man up, jab, jab, shot. But he made some impressive shots. And I think what teams are going to have to look at with him is the skill level, the shot making. 
but figuring out can you get him to accept a different role. Like I talked to a team that he worked out for and I asked how they look and they're like, well, you know he's skilled. He's the most skilled guy there. It's like he's been extremely skilled his whole life. They were like, he was extremely skilled at 15. But it's the other stuff, fitting into a, a team situation that, that they're a little bit concerned about. Was there anybody else that kind of maybe underwhelmed for you? Yeah, um, you know, there were some, I'm trying to think, who were some of the guys that had the sub 30? I mean, one of them really, Monty Bates, I mean, his standing vertical, I think was the second lowest here. And I would have liked to see him, like, we all know the shot making is real. That's why he was considered a generational prospect four years ago. Could he have done more in just being a more team player, not just, hey, I'm going to get mine. Could he have done more? I think that's kind of the route I would have gone for, for that. I, I just I wanted to see more passing from him. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think we all probably high wanted expectations. to. But like you said, he, straight, he stayed true to himself. And he was who, who I, at least I thought he would be. Buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game time has killer deals on last-minute tickets, and they have a best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you will have. Game time has tickets for concerts, playoff games, flash deals, last-minute tickets, and they're easy to find, and they're easy to buy, every kind of event in your area, and they have a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and even job loss protection. So you can forget planning out months in advance and game time. There's, you don't have to plan out months in advance simply because game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and you get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price. Big shout-out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. And in tomorrow's episode, I am pretty certain we are going to discuss the results of the lottery. Today is the big day. It's the Victor Wimbayama sweepstakes. And so me... Richard Stamen and Leaf Tulane will be in Chicago and we will give you a reaction for the big day. Probably going to be one of the biggest days, I mean definitely this year, maybe for some team, one of the biggest days in their team history. Yeah, athletically, Amani didn't test well, but we saw that at Memphis, that, yeah. that he didn't test well at their pro day. Let's talk about the guys that did not test or do any workouts today. I saw Nick Smith, I saw Derek Lively, I talked to Keontae George, he said that he wasn't doing anything. Kaysen Wallace participated in some of the drills, but I didn't see any of the shooting drills. I don't think Cam Whitmore shot, I think he just did testing. He just tested. Was there anybody else that I'm, Anthony that I'm forgetting? Black. Anthony Black, I think he had a 39 inch vertical. Yeah. 
But were you surprised by that? No. No. He's had some explosive dunks in traffic at Arkansas. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he's a he's like a unique athlete, but he doesn't necessarily look explosive, but he gets up. Yep. Grady Dick, what did you think of Grady's athleticism or his testing numbers? You know, I think somebody quoted your tweet, the first one you did of hear the numbers, and somebody said, you know, he's no longer sneaky athletic, he's just not athletic, which I think is very harsh. The, he's still functionally athletic, but I think he could have tested better. The vertical numbers weren't great. Even the shooting numbers didn't pop. For one of the best shooters in the draft, I'm wondering how that hurts him on draft night. I don't know if it hurt, but I'm actually shocked that someone that a lot of people consider in the lottery range actually came out at the combine and did everything. But I talked about it with, with Leaf is that Grady's with, I, I keep wanting to call them BDA. They're no longer Bill Duffy. Um, I forgot what the A stands for. I'm tired. <laughs> anyway, they are WME, and WME has a reputation for putting their guys in position at the combine that can either really help them or hurt them. They don't necessarily play it safe. Last year, Jalen Williams was an example. He ended up being the 12th pick. Christian Brown, um, Leonard Miller played last year. And this year they had Grady Dick, who many people think is going to be at least a lottery pick. And he went through the whole thing. Now, we'll see if he plays or not, but I was actually pretty shocked by that. Yeah, I mean, it's he's one of the rare ones. And I think you could say maybe it's a work ethic, kind of a pride thing. Who knows? Uh, I don't think he did himself any favors. He would have been probably for today, just from what the results looked like, he would have been better off not doing it. <laughs> you, you, you want to join us? <laughs> that is Shams, the one and only Shams, my guy. He is here in Chicago. This is this is his spot. So he's from here. He's from here. That is is the man. He's walking around looking for stories. I'm trying to think, is there anybody else that we didn't touch on that we should touch on? I I thought, like sticking with the underwhelming element, there was one that popped in my head. Turquavion Smith really did not shoot the ball well today, and that that was something I think teams wanted to see. He shot well at the line, only 10 attempts, but I mean he was one of the few to get 90 plus, uh, which is weird how few guys shot well from the line, but in his actual drills that he was doing the shooting for, he was, I mean, he airballed one, he had some bad misses, he wasn't consistent. I would have liked to see more from him. And I like him a lot, so it hurts to, to say that, but, you know, for somebody who needed to prove his shooting to be better from the, than the percentages are, I don't know if he did that today. Now, how much do you factor in the years of data, whether it's college or high school, to a short 30-minute session. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's kind of like Dylan Mitchell, right? It's kind of a segue. Oh, yes. Dylan yes. Mitchell shot the lights out today. Like, relatively speaking, I think he was one of the best shooters today. He took zero, zero attempts at Texas. And, I mean, he shot over 50% from three, shot better than some guards did yeah. from three. I'm still taking the zero attempts in a, in a live game. The live game matters more than a shoot-around because, honestly, if you go to any NBA team right now and watch them do a lot of these same drills where they're doing the lines, there are some centers that don't shoot the ball. I mean, I'm sure even guys like Avicha Zubac, I bet he shoots pretty well from three. Yep. And it doesn't mean anything. He's not going to shoot threes, right? So I still think the live game data 
but it is kind of alarming where you're in a swing area. The percentages aren't great. You didn't perform great. You got to prove it now every workout from here on out. If you ever wanted to know what a pro day looks like, We still don't know who these guys are <laughs> doing a pro day. I think Tommy. one of them is Andre Jackson. Yeah, so at, at a pro day, it's one going on right now. And, um, you know, there's a, I'd say there's probably maybe a hundred or so scouts still here. They're watching this pro day. The music is blasting. And then at the pro day, the way they have it set up, it's on the main court. And then they have, like, on the side court, they have curtains set up where guys can work out and, and get loose. And uh, pro days are exciting and boring at the same time. You know, you get to watch the guys up close and see them do basically what they're really good at. If this guy's a good shooter, you're gonna see him shoot a bunch of shots. If a guy's athletic, you're just gonna watch him dunk over and over and over again because nobody wants to put their client in a position to where they're at a pro day and they hurt their stock. So, like I said, whatever they're good at is what you're going to see. And right now, I just see a guy just going back and forth. He's, go he's literally going back and forth from sideline to sideline, dunking, and the hype man in the agency is yelling, hey, with, <laughs> with every dunk. All right, I have a unique opportunity. It's an opportunity where you Yes, you, the listener, can become a millionaire. Prize Picks has a million-dollar daily Superflex promotion for the NBA playoffs and finals. Every day of the NBA playoffs and finals, one Prize Picks user will get a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six picks flex with the following payouts. If you get six picks correct, one million, five, eighty thousand, four, sixteen thousand, and the full details can be found at prizepicks.com/million. You must opt in at this link or add a link to be eligible for the million-dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal, and you could become a millionaire. So you're asking, what is Prize Picks? Well, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to six players, and you decide if they will score more or less than their prize picks projections. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against anyone. You're just competing against you versus the numbers available. Prize picks has projections on any sport, NBA, NFL, NHL, golf, cricket. And all you have to do is download the prize picks app. And go to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. If you're a first-time user, you can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. You deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. So do not forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up, and you can get an instant deposit match up to $100. Tomorrow is the big day, lottery day. There's not a lot going on. I don't think there's anything going on. I have a bunch of appearances <laughs> and uh, basically talking about about tomorrow, the big day. If you were to bet your chips, put your money on the table, who do you think is the number one pick? Come on. It's San Antonio. I think it's... I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but the math, it adds up. 
the math is mathing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, they have the same odds. They have the highest, I think that technically they're tied for highest odds. They have a great story for them. They didn't finish last, which I think in a weird way helps them. And it's not like by a rigging way or something like weird like that. But generally, like, how often does the worst team now win? It, it doesn't really happen. And maybe that jinxes in and Detroit has just won the lottery by the time you even hear this. But I think it's San Antonio. It's just too storybook. And, of course, like bad things. I say this as Mavs draft. You know, every time a number one pick can enter the the, con the division, it will happen. Luka's got it. I mean, Jalen Green was a top pick. Zion, Jaw. It's only bound to happen to San Antonio as the final hurrah. Uh, I think so, too. I, I think San Antonio is going to get it. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. Sorry, it's a little bit shorter than normal, and it is loud. Hopefully this audio turns out well, or we're going to have to redo it. Big shout-out to Richard for coming out. Thank you. Appreciate it. And we are out.